Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of 2 Kings 22, verse 2, we are going to be looking at Josiah and how God has power to change. Today's readings are coming from the English Standard Version, and I encourage you to follow along as we study. The passage reads, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the way of his of David his father and he did not turn aside to the right or to the left so today as i mentioned we're looking at the power of god to change and just a quick quick observation this is not saying that god has the power to change himself because god is unchanging but god does have power to change something and that's what we're going to look at so, in this passage, the context, it's in 2 Kings, First and 2 Kings, what it does is it records the history of different kings, obviously. And right now we are looking at Josiah. Josiah is one of the few good kings that we see. And what Josiah does is he brings reform to the nation of Judah. He's actually the last king that has a full reign before Babylon, you know, takes over and it's all bad. Downhill from there. What our first what he does is he comes and the nation of Judah is in decline. It's doing unrighteousness, but Josiah is a godly man. And when he's 18 or during his 18th year of reign, they find the book of the law. And so, when they find the law, they then listen to it, and they make a bunch of changes. And Josiah has a legacy of change. He has a legacy of godliness and reform. So, what I want us to first look at is the natural slide from righteousness. The natural slide from righteousness. The first thing we notice in Second Kings 22 through 2230, that's King Josiah's account. What we see there is that the list of reforms really just shows how bad Judah had gotten. They had done, Josiah had to do away with idolatrous priests. He brought out the Asherah poles. He tore down the houses of the male cult prostitutes. And he tore down the high places. And we see that because of Adam and Eve's sin, humanity naturally slides into rebellion. We self-destruct with sin. We openly rebel, as seen with the male cult prostitutes. And we also subtly shape God into our image, as seen with these high places. These, is, these people of Judah, what they'd done was they had had open rebellion, like where we see it with the male cult prostitutes, but also more subtle rebellion with these high places where, you know, they might worship God up there, but that's not the way that God had said he wanted to be worshipped. That's a more subtle form of idolatry, more subtle form of sin. And both of these, really, we can see ourselves in both of these. Sometimes, some people may be inclined to just open rebellion. You know, now I'm not saying... Everyone, if you fall in that category, you know, you go to male cult prostitutes. But, you know, maybe that takes a form of, you know, something that we might view as a bigger sin, you know. Whereas these more subtle sins, maybe that's a little bit of lust in your heart. Or maybe that's 
you know, doing all the right things, but doing it from a legalistic mindset where you're not actually worshiping Yahweh God. You're worshiping your God, worshiping a God who, you know, views your good works as merit for heaven. That's not a real God. I'm sorry. Yahweh God is not cannot take our good works and say, oh, you're good enough, you know, welcome to eternity. No, that is not the God we serve. We, on our own, we have these, either these open rebellion or these subtle rebellion, or in a lot of cases, both. Godliness and listening to God's word, these take hard work. We're seeing this sin that is in the people of Judah, and it took a lot of hard work. Because of the fall, being godly does not happen without struggle. Josiah worked his whole life to reform the nation, but ultimately it slid back into sin. We can't expect godliness to just happen. We need total submission to God's ways for real change to happen. Now, our second point today is the power of God in changing Israel. We've seen the natural slide from righteousness. We saw in these reforms, how it's pointed out that there's a lot of stuff that needed to be reformed. There was open sin. There was subtle sin. Humanity naturally slides into rebellion. But now we're seeing the power of God in changing first Israel. I want us to look at what God used to change Israel. God used first a child, then his word, then obedience. Okay, a child, his word, and obedience. God rarely uses the biggest and the baddest to do his bidding. We see with Saul and David that God focuses on the heart, not the externals. Josiah, he was young. He was eight years old when he began to reign. What made this child special was not his charisma or his knowledge. It was a submissive heart. What's implied is that he had wise counselors. You know, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Without guidance, a people will fall, but with many counselors, there's deliverance. And where am I getting that? Well, when you're eight years old, at least when I was eight years old, I was not big into politics. And as king, you know, you kind of do have to do politics. So I'm just going to assume here that Josiah had wise counselors around him. You know, I mean, you can call me out on that if you want, but... Josiah had wise counselors. You're not eight years old and running a nation. All right. Josiah had wise people around him. Notice this is not like a glamorous, you know, no one's like, yeah, you know, I did this not on my own. I did this with all sorts of people. You know, we we like to think of people as, you know, they're rogues. They're doing it on their own. They're breaking from the establishment, you know, but... What Josiah does is he just says, I've got wise people around me. I'm going to do what they say. God uses the faith of a child. Secondly, God used his word. Notice that the turning point of Josiah's reign was when he found the law. You know, Josiah was doing good things when he was between, when he was eight years old and between when he found the law. I mean, there's good things happening. But once they found God's word, Josiah made sure that the law was thoroughly examined. And catch this, not just looking for the parts that he liked. You know, it is easy for us to go to the passages in Scripture that we like. 
most people, even if you're like, I don't like the Bible, most people have parts that they like. But then there's parts that call us out in our pet sins. Then there's parts that, you know, make us a little bit uncomfortable. Those are the parts we need most. Josiah not only read the law, but our third thing is God used obedience. Josiah didn't just read it, he obeyed it. Josiah did not settle for halfway obedience either. He wanted total submission to God. And going back to our main verse today, he did not turn aside to the right or to the left. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Josiah and the nation of Judah didn't view the law as a chore, rather as a joy. The Bible will do us no good if we don't let it change our hearts. They took joy in doing this. You can't persist in years of doing good works if you don't have a heart for it. You know, they had one of the biggest Passover celebrations in history because they took joy in doing God's word. They took joy in doing it. And that leads to our third point today is the power of God in changing your heart. Lasting change is found in the gospel. Sadly, the reforms that Josiah brought did not last because the nation of Judah, you know, they went into captivity not too long after Josiah's reign. Why did they backslide so fast? Well, the law is good, but it only shows us our sin. We need heart change, and we find that in the gospel. When we believe in Jesus and give him our lives, we are given a new heart. Jesus is our true leader. You see, Josiah was a great leader, but he wasn't able to bring lasting change like Jesus does. Jesus can and does change hearts forever. Jesus not only led his people like Isaiah, like Josiah did well, but he died for his people and he intercedes for them forever. Josiah, he died, but Jesus lives on. There will be things in your life that fight for your attention and your allegiance, but ultimately Jesus is the only one who can fill you and lead you to eternal life. True leadership models Jesus. You see, true leadership loves God's word, just like Josiah did. True leadership listens to wise counsel, just like Josiah did too. But true leadership follows after Jesus, who can change your heart. We've seen the power of God to change today. God changed the people of Israel, or the people of Judah, and gave them good gave them success when they listened to him but we also know that god can change our hearts forever and true leadership is a servant like our savior is thanks for listening to adopted believers if you haven't already i encourage you to go to our website adoptedbelievers.com where you can find podcasts articles and all sorts of cool resources but without further ado i'm going to see you all next time